there, welcome to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. I am a licensed esthetician and certified makeup artist. This podcast is for anyone who wants to learn more about skin and how to take care of it. From acne to anti-aging, I am covering it all and making it easy to understand. Follow me on Instagram at pureskinoc. Hi everyone. I was hoping that I would never have to talk about my personal experience, but here I am. I did what I could to avoid it, but it happened anyway. I tested positive for COVID-19. I decided to do a podcast about it because I wanted to share my journey. I know that when, as each day passed and new symptoms happened, I wanted to, I wanted to know what was normal. I wanted to know what was it. I didn't want to feel alone in the things that I was feeling about certain aspects of it. And so I thought maybe doing this podcast could help somebody else with the same experience that I had. So here we go. First, I want to say that I am only going to be talking about my experience. I know where I got it but this person's story is not mine to tell. So um, while I do know where I got it, I will not be sharing that information. Um, I will only be speaking about me in this one, okay? So before I go into what it was like, I want to share something else first. In April, I was officially diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which I will now just be calling RA. A lot of aches and pains I had been dealing with for years were finally explained. I had never gone to a doctor about these random pains I was dealing with because, well, I don't really know why I didn't. Uh, I think I just kind of self-diagnosed. My legs would often hurt at night, but I thought it was restless leg syndrome. I don't know. I saw the commercials and it sounded like it was. I guess nothing was serious enough for me to take it seriously. And then back in November, my left foot started swelling. I mean, it was probably like two, three times the size it normally is. And it was incredibly painful to walk. Um, I can remember being home alone with my dog one night and not being able to walk from my couch into my bedroom. It was a pain I couldn't describe. And quite honestly, it was scary. I mean, just all of a sudden your foot blows up and you can't walk on it and you don't understand what is happening. So luckily, one of my best friends is a doctor and I called her. She thought maybe it was gout based on the symptoms I was having. Um, but I, I was I was kind of horrified. I thought only 80-year-old men got gout. Um, although I did have a friend uh, in my 20s and she got it. But I still associated it with an old man's problem. Not some, but not somebody like me, like female, just like 40, 41, 40, how old was I? 41. Um, anyways, after doing some blood work, she determined it wasn't gout, but the results pointed to an autoimmune disease. Long story short, after visiting with a rheumatologist, getting many more blood tests, x-rays, and a body scan, it came back with rheumatoid arthritis. I was lucky though. It often takes years to get a diagnosis. So since this diagnosis came during a pandemic, my doctor didn't want to give me anything that might further compromise my immune system. He prescribed me hydroxychloroquine. At this point, people still thought this was the drug to help with COVID. It might still be, I just don't think it's as strong as they thought previously. 
So I felt a little safer being on it and not because my doctor said I was, I just kind of made up that narrative in my head. And I'm telling you all about my RA because it was affected by having COVID. During the first lockdown, I was careful. I did what I needed to do, but no more. When things started opening back up, I was still careful. My goal was to get back to work and, fi and finally I could and I started doing facials again. I was open for just three weeks when the numbers started increasing. I wasn't too worried though, but my mom was. Uh, she was just getting more concerned um, because I do have an autoimmune disease. So she stopped, she asked me to stop working for two weeks. A few days later, my county was shut down anyway, and then I got COVID. So here we are. So here is how it went for me. I didn't go to a place to get tested because it was pretty obvious that I had it. Um, I did, I know of some local places that you can get your, um, some rapid test results, the swab of the nose, you know, all that. Um, and so I, I could have gone that route, but, um, you know, I was shut down anyways. I was, you know, basically quarantining myself because my mom wanted me to. So my life wasn't going to really change if I had it or didn't have it. So I just didn't want to spend any energy in getting, um, going out to actually get the test. Um, it is kind of interesting because two weeks prior to this, I had gotten a blood work, I had gotten some blood work done. And one, I, I just asked them, well, can we just throw in to see if I've ever had the, if I've had the antibodies for COVID? And I didn't, but I guess I do now. Anyway, so um, someone did order me an at-home test. So eventually I did that and that is how I got the confirmation that um, I really did have COVID. I mean, I was not shocked when the positive results came in. Anyway, so let's talk about how I felt and what the journey was like for me. And I want to be clear again, this is my experience and not necessarily how everyone else is with this virus. It can definitely get more serious, um, you know, if you already have underlying issues. So day one, I couldn't sleep well. And I kind of knew I was sick. You know that feeling where you just like your body starts aching? Well, that, um, that is what was happening with me. But it's important to know that when I'm having an RA flare up, it often feels like the flu. And I can usually tell the difference now. And this pain felt more uh, intense. And I slept a lot of the day. And um, I was still hoping it was just a flare up. Um, and I also did have a headache most of the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, deep down I knew it wasn't a flare up, but you still kind of hold out hope that it is because I didn't want COVID. Day two, I was definitely sick. I also lost my voice, which was strange because I had no symptoms of a cold. Day three, I tried to sleep all day, but was in and out with a fever. Um, I, you know, I live alone, so I didn't have any, like I didn't have a thermometer with me or anything like that. I just didn't. Okay, if I have the fever, I have a fever, but like, or a temperature, it just didn't matter to me. Um, you know, I never grew up, my parents never took our temperature for anything. So, um, and I, it's not a clear indication whether you have it or not. Anyway, so who cares if I had a temperature? That's how I looked at it. So, and so far it just felt like a bad flu. Day four, I don't think I was really getting fevers anymore, but was still very sick. And I was starting to lose my sense of taste and smell. And this was also the start of not being able to sleep at night. My legs were cramping so badly that it kept me up. It wasn't a horrible pain, 
but it was um, a constant pain. And it's hard to explain if you haven't experienced this before. Um, and I mean, hopefully most of you don't have RA, so you wouldn't have. But I compare it to someone tapping on your shoulder all night. You just want to sleep, but that person keeps tapping and tapping and tapping and tapping. Imagine that. And it never stops. So you lay down to go to sleep and that tapping starts at three o'clock in the morning and that person is still tapping on your shoulder. It's going to drive you crazy, right? So it's the only way I know how to explain it to a, a, a comparable kind of annoyance. Um, day five, completely lost sense of taste and smell. Probably the weirdest part and much more difficult than I expected. Uh, food is comforting and I felt like crap but couldn't do anything to make myself feel better. Um, I actually had gone on Facebook and I was just kind of scrolling I don't know, probably in the middle of the night one night, and um, somebody had posted in in some group that I'm in. They had posted about having COVID and losing their um, taste and smell, and the emotional struggle that came with it. And it it resonated with me because it was exactly how I felt, and it seemed foolish because it wasn't like I couldn't eat. I just couldn't taste what I was eating, and that's a relationship that you don't even realize you're dependent on until. It's taken from you. So it's middle of the night and I'm miserable, so sick, and my legs are cramping and all that. And I can't even like eat something to make myself feel better. So I did take a lot of showers because um, it was the only time that my legs would kind of calm down was when I was in the shower. So I, you know, was super, super clean during this whole journey. But anyway, so back to no taste, no smell. Um, it's really strange to put something in your mouth and have it taste like nothing. I mean, nothing. Like water almost tasted, because I remember what water smelled like, or tasted like, obviously. But water seemed like it had more of a taste than what I was tasting. Like, you know, you brush your teeth, like you can't taste your toothbrush. You put mouthwash, like you can't taste your mouthwash. Um, you could have poured a bottle of tequila in my mouth and... I wouldn't have known that it was tequila. I hate tequila. So it's it was very, it was really, really interesting. Um, day six was pretty much about the same. Still, uh, still felt like I had the flu. I still didn't have my, uh, no sense of taste or smell. Day seven, the flu symptoms were starting to lessen, but the fatigue was getting stronger. And not just tired because I hadn't slept in four days. It was this intense tiredness that you just feel from like head to toe. And I've had insomnia since I was 21. So it, I'm used to not sleeping great at night, but this felt different. Um, day eight, I was getting better, but still couldn't sleep. And the leg pain started to become like an all day, all night thing. So there was no relief from it um, at this point, which that, I mean, it's kind of hard to deal with. It's just a constant, constant pain that um, it was starting because I, most of my swelling and the issues that I have are um, mainly on my left um, ankle and that will swell up my foot a little bit and swell up definitely my ankle. But what happens is my doctor explained to me that the pain starts to migrate. So then even though the center was like my ankle, it still migrates up my leg. And even though my right foot isn't as afflicted by the RA, I, I had it in both legs and it was all traveling up. So the most it usually will go is my knees and my knees will really start to hurt. But with the COVID, it was going all the way up my legs. And I can't remember 
uh, what day it started that it was then in my hips and my right hip, this wasn't just a constant pain. It was actually a, like a pretty intense pain in my right hip. So the, my, the RA definitely that all that pain was migrating because of COVID. I mean, I have to blame COVID because it's the only other thing that was going on with my body. Okay. So, uh, let's see day nine, my sense and taste, my sense of taste and smell were kind of coming back. I was drinking a lot of vitamin water for the electrolytes. And if it hit a certain part of my tongue, then I could taste it. Um, again, it was so weird because for the most part I couldn't, but then I don't know, I still wasn't really able to taste my banana, but there was like a hint of it. I don't know, you guys, it's so weird. Uh, day 10. I finally talked to my RA doctor, probably should have called him earlier, but COVID brain, I don't know. Um, but it didn't matter because he said he couldn't do anything for my leg pain because the medication, which, you know, would have been a steroid, would further suppress my immune system. And my then my, you know, it couldn't kill the virus, which was obviously more important. So I had to just deal with this leg pain. Um, and I understood, but I was really frustrated. And I was so tired from the fatigue of COVID, plus not being able to sleep. And then you throw RA on top of it. I mean, I really thought I was going to lose it and no exaggeration. There were some nights that I thought I was going to have a mental breakdown. I mean, I just, cause I mean, three o'clock, two o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, whatever. Who am I gonna call just to like, cry to somebody. I mean, I can't believe I didn't cry every night, but I actually got through this not crying at all. But like, who are you going to call in the middle of the night and just be like, I'm in so much pain. I'm miserable. You know, nobody, I mean, nobody's awake, first of all, but you know, it's just people can't understand. And I didn't want, I'm not going to, you know, burden somebody with my problems because there's nothing they can do. And it just, so you feel helpless. And it, it, it was honestly, it was awful. So um, I was taking, so I take edible edibles, um, regularly anyways, to help with my insomnia. So I was trying edibles and taking more than I normally would in a night. I was trying Advil PM. I was doing a muscle relaxer and I even tried NyQuil. And then side note, I did take it all safely and consulted with my doctor friend before I mixed everything. So I had it all down and talked to her about what was okay and what wasn't. Um, but none of it was working. Like none of it was helping me sleep. And that's really what I needed. So day 11, finally got a sleeping pill from my doctor. And I took a little bit of my edible and I got some sleep. Not a full night's sleep, but really close. And this started me on the road to getting better faster. I mean, just that first night of sleep, I was, oh God, it felt so good. Um, day 12, my voice finally came back. I sounded like myself again instead of like, you know, some old man or I don't know, maybe a hot man. I don't know what I sounded like. Anyways, that part was weird too because I never got a cold. I never had any congestion either. I never had any respiratory issues that often come with COVID. Um, I had a little bit of a cough, but that happened more when I was talking, assuming that there was something, you know, in my throat or whatever that, you know, since I did lose my voice for 11 days, but I never really had like the sniffles or, you know, I don't know, it was weird. Anyways, um, the fatigue is real. And it's still happening, but at least I'm getting some sleep again. I'm not 100% yet, but each day is better. And same with my legs. 
they feel weaker, but it's not a constant pain anymore. Um, it almost is like the aftermath of like, so something really bad happened to my legs and now it's the, in the healing process where I still feel it, but it's just, it's getting better. Uh, it'll be really nice when that is completely on. Um, and you know, I also live alone. So it wasn't a great time um, being alone at all because like I said before, I had no one to talk to about my pain. I had no one to distract me from the pain. And I didn't even have my little olive with me because I wasn't going to make my day, my dog stay in my apartment with me all day and all night. Plus, I really couldn't take her out for walks. Not just because I couldn't be around people, but because I couldn't do it with my legs. So she stayed at my parents' house. And trust me, I know how lucky I am that I can leave her there for almost two weeks. Um, anyway, I had people checking on me every day and it was much appreciated. It was also a nice time to have a best friend who was a doctor. She answered any questions I had and, of course, checked on me a lot. Um, and then I still had my online business going. I mean, I can't shut that down, especially knowing that I couldn't go back to work even when I was better. I'm so thankful to my friends and family who helped me get orders out to clients. Obviously, this was not something that I could do on my own. So they were going to my work. They were getting up the products. They were, you know, shipping them out, going to the post office for me. Uh, that was really nice. Um, so that way, nobody had to know that I had COVID at the time. So um, grateful, grateful for people around me who uh, rallied and, and helped me get things since I couldn't leave my apartment at the time. So anyway, that is my journey with COVID. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you understand that you don't want to get this. It's pretty awful. But I will say, if you take my RA out of it, it really just felt like a really bad flu and that a flu that lasted longer than normal. I never once felt like I was in danger. I never had any breathing, like I said, no respiratory issues. I never felt, um, I never, I was never scared. I, I never felt like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be alone tonight. I just never had that feeling, which I know that I'm lucky because I know that people have had it definitely more serious than I, um, than I had it. So I don't think I'm special or anything like that. Um, I think I'm just lucky that I didn't have any underlying issues that could have, you know, brought me to the hospital or anything like that. Um, although those RA, that RA pain I was dealing with, that could have sent me to the, um, the mental hospital. And I'm not, I'm sure you guys, I'm not exaggerating. It was so just like, stop already. Just give me, knock me out with an anvil. Like, just let me go to sleep kind of pain. But that's it. So that's my journey. I watched a lot, a lot of TV. That's kind of how um, I just passed the time. Um, at night, I would, um, because my insomnia, I go to sleep with the TV on because my insomnia started because I started having nightmares, which, I mean, who gets nightmares in their 20s? But I was having nightmares so often that um, when I would wake up and, there, and it would be like a pitch dark room, it would scare me. And so I would need that TV on to uh, break it up. And then it started because um, I couldn't shut my brain off at night. And so I need the TV on to occupy my mind until I would fall asleep. So I started going to sleep with um, watching TV shows that I've already seen before. So that way I don't have to stay up. And if, I, if I'm in and out of sleep, I kind of still know what's going on, which I know is just silly. 
all these mind games games I play with myself. But anyways, so at night I would watch like Golden Girls, Just Shoot Me, um, I don't know, Parks and Rec. I don't know what else I watched. King of Queens. I watched a lot of those shows just to get me through the night. Cougar Town. Did you guys ever see that? That was a cute show. Um, but yeah, so um, I just watched reruns. During the day, I watched a lot of documentaries. Um, I watched uh, Echo in the Canyon, which is on Netflix, you guys. I highly recommend. Um, that was really good. Um, and then um, I don't know what else I watched. Um, maybe I'll, I'll make a list and post that later. But anyways, you guys, that was my journey. Um, if you know anybody that might be interested, please share my podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email me, devin at pureskinoc.com. You can also follow me on social media. You can message me there too at pureskinoc. And my online store, of course, is still open, pureskinoc.com. And I try to ship out as fast as possible now that I am um, in the clear. So give me a give me a call if you have questions. Give me a text. Throw me a text. Whatever. Um, but share this with your friends. Um, you know, especially if they're interested in skincare. All my other episodes are about skincare and not COVID. So um, share it with them. I would really appreciate it. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's very different what I normally do, but. Um, I just wanted to share my my story so people who might be afraid maybe won't be afraid anymore because um, it wasn't as scary as I kind of anticipated. It's the unknown. When you don't know something, it feels scary. But um, I mean, I wouldn't wish this on anybody, but it wasn't, to me, it wasn't scary. And I know that can be individual, but... Anyways, if you are if you have the same journey as me, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear your experience with it. So definitely reach out. And I hope you guys have a great day and we will talk soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, I just wanted to add one more thing because I have had a lot of people um, already reach out to me. Um, and this is, it's only been posted for like an hour. <laughs> but I just wanted to say that um, I did not, although I'm not going to say who I and how I got COVID, um, more than anything, just to protect the people um, in case, like I said, they don't want to tell their story. But I did not get it. It's not work-related at all. I did not um, expose any of my clients to it. And my clients did not expose it to me. So this had nothing to do with me going back to work um, too soon or whatever you you may uh, think with this whole, you know, thing going on. Everybody has their opinion. But um, it was not nothing to do with my clients. I just want to be very clear about that because I still am running a business. And I was not affected by my clients and my clients were not affected by me. Thanks guys. So I wanted to add one more thing. Um, I don't normally have to keep adding to my posts, but um, I think that it's important to note that I had mentioned early in my, in this episode that I am on hydroxychloroquine. And while I did say that it did nothing um, to prevent me from getting it, obviously that part is true. Um, not that it, it is a preventative drug that way anyway. Um, but I also said that it didn't help me get better faster or anything like that. But here's the thing. And there's no way for me to know what is true and what isn't, but just a different perspective because I was talking to my sister about it yesterday and, you know, she pointed out to me, she's like, you know, you could have 
been helped by this drug because I didn't have any respiratory issues. I believe I mentioned that. I did not have any, I didn't have like this cough. I didn't like, uh, uh, people have been talking about how their chest hurts um, and it feels like an intense pressure on their chest and just breathing is difficult and all of that. Um, And I've heard that from multiple people and I didn't have any of that. And all, all I said was I lost my voice that was the only indication that there was some kind of cold or congestion or something within me, but I didn't feel it. So I guess it's possible that the hydro, uh, the hydroxychloroquine actually did help me. And that's why I didn't have those issues. I don't know, but I just felt like it was important that I mentioned that, um, you know, for people that might get it or are worried about getting it or, you know, whatever, um, you know, if for some reason you are taking this drug and you happen to get COVID, um, I would be interested to know what your experience um, is like or was like if you already had it. But anyways, I just thought that was important to put it out there. Um, it is possible that the hydroxychloroquine did help me not have it, um, have every single symptom. And so if that is true, then I'm very grateful because that chest thing sounds awful. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening. Bye.